0: Happy Halloween, all you Uh-oh. cool pets and cryptids.
1: Yes, happiest of Halloweenings!
0: Yes. <laughs> we decided to put together a big trick or treat yes. goodie for you guys out there, for all you Holly weirdos, all OGs and new ones
2: yes.
0: of a little mini-sode we like to call a Hollywood ghost story.
1: Ooh. Ooh, I'll be providing all the ghost sounds for this whole episode. Y'all are so lucky. It's just me wooing in the background.
0: <laughs> do you need a salt lamp? Do you need a yeah, have one? I do, deeply, yes. <laughs> So this is going to be a compilation of ghost stories set in Hollywood that were sent in from acquaintances Hmm. and friends of ours. One of them you'll recognize Mm -hmm. from L.A. Not So Confidential, Dr. Scott. I remember like a while ago, um, he mentioned this story when we did our first like episode together. Mm -hmm. We did a merger and... He had a ghost story attached to a haunted Hollywood apartment that is no Everyone's longer in existence Mm-mm. because now it was torn down to build. Get sw- get this oh, a larger apartment complex. Oh, okay. Yes, more unaffordable houses. Uh-huh.
1: I think you're gonna say Whole Foods or something. But I
0: think so. I think there is probably one in the garage probably. or something. Oh God! <laughs> you know, per usual. So these are stories of friends and acquaintances of ours who've had some pretty scary experiences while living in Tinseltown.
1: Ugh, obsessed.
0: And so we have Dr. Scott's story about living with a ghost of an old, struggling actress.
1: You can just say it was me, but fine, whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have another one that I recorded several years ago yeah. at David Omen's house. It was a friend of his. And she was recounting an experience at this apartment complex called Park Rodeo. Oh, my God. That was built by Humphrey Bogart. Oh, my God. Yes. So it's an interesting tale of things that she had heard and felt while staying there. And it was definitely something that she will never forget. And then lastly, we have one of a co-worker of mine who I absolutely love. And um, she recounts a story of her condo Mm. and this condo had received an unusual visitor out of nowhere that haunted her cat. (laughs) Not the cat.
1: No. Leave the cats alone. Leave them alone. I mean, they already see so much.
0: Right. And. She'll go into detail about okay. the story and what her cat had experienced <laughs> and what she eventually ended up experiencing. No,
1: the cat is the gateway. I,
0: I, well, it's funny that you say that because she mentions it. Oh my God. She mentioned something like that in the story. It's a good story. Yeah. It's such a goodie, guys. So you guys are definitely in for a treat. Or a trick. Uh, mm, Ooh, I like that. That's right. But I wasn't sure if you had a ghost story in, like based out of Hollywood yourself.
1: Out of Hollywood. Hollywood well just the ghost of my ambition I'm sure but um, uh yeah I'm trying to think anything specifically Hollywood related I mean I know we've talked about it before but definitely the David Omen house for me was the most like uh what's the word like centralized and concentrated activity that I've ever experienced. Like all of my activity at the school that we used to work at, I mean, that is the heart of Hollywood. That's sort of like how they market themselves. Yeah. Uh, those were like spread out and a lot more disconnected. Um, you know, if you listen to some of those episodes, those were things that had happened to me like over a couple of years. And then after my time there, like really when we were working there as opposed to like when I was a student there, uh the activity really amped up, I think, quite a bit. Especially I never really was in those dorms. Uh they were technically apartments when I was a student there, and then they are now student housing. Yeah, student
0: housing. Uh
1: so all of the activity that like our good friends like Katie and Peyton, like all of them, the things that they were experiencing, that was an amplification from my time there. <laughs> uh, thank God. Because I would have died. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I think we did talk about this in the episode, but something I think about a lot with uh, the acting school. Allegedly, and look, take this with a grain of salt because the source and the rumor mill at that school, I assume, continue to be insane to this day. I was, like, personally involved in, like, Invite back meetings <laughs> that were there would be like talking about like who the students were like, dating amongst themselves. And I was like, mm-hmm. this has nothing to do with like our acting, like, what is happening? <laughs> and like, same, I was like a little gossip busybody. Um, but allegedly, the tree on the south side of the main building, kind of where that like old smoking section was before they made them go all the way off campus, yeah, you know, where that like uh, this is so silly, the like garage door that would lead. There was, like, the stairs that led down towards, like, the costume shop. And then the garage door that was, like, to the mailroom right there. Yeah. That tree right there to the left where that, like, staircase was. Yeah. Allegedly, there is a body buried underneath there. And they, like, cannot dig that tree up because it is, like, growing out of the remains of a body. And so they, like, built... A flower bed around it and like that's why it's like kind of in a weird location <laughs>
0: it is i remember yeah, that. yeah
1: it's like kind of juts out and you're like why is this flower bed here like in the middle of this parking lot it's right. like, Well, because there's a dead body there i don't know if that's real or not but that's what i was told by a member of the production staff oh, i remember uh-huh. <gasps> I <heard
0: that. laughs> I guess mm-hmm. you could say that that it was like our old jobs legend. Truly. That was the school's legend. But there's always like something that stems from that legend yeah. that is real. But, you know, around that time period when, you know, the the studios next door to us were built. I mm-hmm. mean, there's still a lot of crime and activity. Well, and, and where we were. Yeah.
1: Originally was like part of the Orange Grove. Like they ironically in that IHOP on the corner there <laughs> on like sunset. <laughs> The best IHOP in the world. Yes. We used to call it I Cry because we do all go there and cry at like 2 a.m. It's really <laughs> fucking dramatic. Uh, there was like a picture of that block. Like uh-huh. they had like a historical archive photo. Oh, and we, so you can see yeah. the block. And they've like on that photo in the IHOP, they had like marked like where we are now. And you can see the like area that where the school is in relation to that. And it is it's like deep in the Orange Grove. So like
0: makes a lot of sense. A
1: lot of energy there.
0: That's true. Then the
1: bungalows, then the studio, then the recording studio, then the acting school. Like, there is a lot of things there. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Well, that I, I definitely remembered. Mm-hmm. I remember it, But that is so true because we were trying to figure out, like, what else was built on that plan yeah. way back in the day. Yeah. And then eventually, of course, Charlie Chaplin comes in right. and builds his bungalows and then builds the studios next door. But they were still, like... I think a set of houses, bef- like yeah. behind him in the studios, at one point. Yeah, we'll never know. Yeah, never it's find out.
1: Very mm-hmm.
0: rich with history <laughs> and ghosts. I know. I have had several ghost mm-hmm. stories. Um, I remember sharing one on uh, TikTok, but oh, yeah. um, it was the haunted suit story. Mm-hmm. So this is a Hollywood ghost story. I went shopping in uh, Burbank for a show, and. I remember we had this actor who was very, very petite and tiny. Mm. He, I think his suit range was like a 36, 38. Oh my God. Short, like small yeah, suit. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes they go like small, regular, and long right. for the tall beanstalk mm-hmm. dudes. So I went to Burbank. I can't remember the name of this vintage store it moved further down from its original location but the woman who ran it was like really really sweet uh-huh. very awesome and she would always go to estate sales oh, and smart. purchase um a lot of these really cool like knickknacks jewelry and clothing wow. so i walked into her store this one day trying to shop for this show and i was looking for this 40 suit to fit this this actor mm. cuz it's so hard to fit yeah. these tiny guys well um i go into the shop and right like by the entrance is this 1940s suit it was a double-breasted suit I would never forget it it was like Mm. a slate I think it was like a slate gray oh yeah and um I was like oh my god what size is this and she's like oh it's a it's a 36 38 short crazy and I'm like this is perfect she's like yeah you're lucky you know I just got this this morning from an estate sale I'm like I'll take it. Yeah. Like we need this. This is so amazing how like the first shop I went yeah. into, the suit was there. All the stars were aligned. And so I bring the suit back. Oh God. And I remembered like later on that week before this gentleman's fitting, like I left it in the suit aisle on one of the racks because I was pulling suits. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember seeing like suits would end up on the floor and I, I was thinking, could it have been my assistants mm-hmm. doing go backs? So I asked them, "Hey, you, you know what's up with all these suits being on the floor?" They're like, "I didn't do that. I wasn't in that aisle. Like, I, I, obviously, we wouldn't do that, right? Like, Especially not okay. the
1: assistants. Like, yeah. you know, the people who are just like throwing their costumes in a wad, right? But like the assistants, no way.
0: Yeah, and I and I get it. Like, hey, were you in here? Were you putting something away and something fell and you just didn't see it? And yeah. they were just like, "No, we just weren't in that aisle." Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, so I just." I just felt it. It was just kind of odd that yeah. the suits would be on the floor, and so I don't know if you remember um, Rissa. She was coming in for a fitting. Maybe yeah. But Rissa was a student, and she had mediumship abilities.
1: Yes, 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 yes. yes.
0: So <laughs> while we were doing a fitting, we we're talking about the school and the haunt. She had to stop at one point, and she was like, "Hey, I'm getting something from the shop." I'm like, oh do you mean? She's like, "Did you get a new suit?"
1: Oh my God. I
0: said, yes. She said, Oh, because I'm hearing this man saying, where's my suit.
1: Oh my God.
0: And I'm like, wait, what? She said, yeah, he's saying, where's my suit? You have my suit. And he, and she's like, I'm seeing him. He's going through this aisle. I seeing him like going through the suits." Oh my God. And I'm like, no, I'm like, "Risa, no. So we went to the aisle. She's like, yeah, I see him. He's just going through the suits. It's like, And I showed her the suit and she's like, yeah, that's a suit.
1: Oh my God! I'm like, well, what do I came with you? It
0: came with me. No. So, (laughs) so Rissa was telling me, I'm like, Rissa, like, what do I do? Like, I feel bad. Mm -hmm. What is his name? She's like, I'm getting Chester, and he's like this older guy. Like, he passed obviously, and this was his suit. But I just, he's like a very petite man. I'm like, yeah, because it's a very petite suit. And she was like, well, just talk to him, you know, just tell him that you have the suit and that you're gonna take care of it and Mm -hmm. what you're using it for. So I said, okay, I just feel really bad that he's in the shop out of all places so later that evening after everybody left and I was ready to close I go into the aisle oh my god And I pull out the suit and I was like hey Jester what's up Um, look this suit was purchased in the store it belongs to the school right now but I want you to know that this suit is going to cater an actor this Mm. is like the blueprint Mm. the suit is a blueprint of his character And he's making his first stage debut wearing this suit. So it's so important to him to have it. Mm. And I want you to know that the suit is in good hands. We're going to take care of it. And he's going to take care Mm -hmm. of it. And it's going to be used for many other performances. So I hope we're cool. Please stop throwing the suits on the floor. You know, it causes more work for us. And literally the following week, my staff and I noticed like there are no more suits on the floor in oh that God. aisle. Crazy. Yeah. And I remember Rissa coming down to, she was coming down to get something and we we were standing there and talking. I was like, do you mm-hmm. sense anything else in here? She's like, yeah, I think so. he's still here. He's still here with the suit. She's like, he just likes to be here. Like mm. the energy you have here is really good. I'm seeing him go through different aisles. Mm. Like, he's just going through the costumes. He's just noticing different pieces. Yeah. Like, he's just, he's going to be here for a little bit.
1: Oh, my God. Just what that school needs another <laughs> fucking ghost.
0: So, I remember that's since hilarious. then. Since then. That's
1: very sweet, but that's hilarious.
0: Since then, like, I would always, whenever I would come into the shop mm-hmm. um, before the pandemic, like, I would always say, hey, Chester, or goodbye, Chester. Mm-hmm. And, Aww. yeah, that was it. Uh, you know, I was, I worked in that shop for how oh, long? Oh, my God. It was like eight years. Eight years, yeah. And, you know, I, I had to go. Yeah. I had to move on. I could have re- easily stayed there and been, you know, planted there comfortably. But sure. Nah. Yeah. No, <laughs> gotta I'm, move on. You gotta move on. Yes. Well, speaking about people that can't move on. Oh, God. Segway. Segue. Eh, <laughs> the ghost of a segue. We have a ghost story here sent to us from our friend, Dr. Scott. Hey. This one we're calling our haunted Hollywood apartment. Mm. So take a listen. It's a goodie and we'll circle
3: back hey y'all it is dr scott from la not so confidential uh telling my ghost story so back in the day uh previous to becoming a psychologist i was in the entertainment field i moved out to los angeles to be a professional dancer many many years ago And I was lucky to immediately fall into a job and then get an agent and um, begin working in the... Uh, industry. There were like a lot of live shows and traveling shows and bits and pieces on television and film. So I was in this group, you know, of everybody that you knew was going to auditions and people that you were working with. And that was a big way that people found places to live at the risk of using uh, what has become a pejorative term for dancers who do a lot of touring shows. I'm going to avoid that term and say that we were somewhat transitional in our living styles. So I remember looking for a place one time and my buddy Joe that I had worked at Disney of all places uh, doing a show with Joe said, Hey, I'm about to go do a cruise for six months. My room is going to be open at this great apartment. It's really affordable. Um, My buddy's going to be there for a while and then he'll be moving out and another friend will be moving in." which I was like, Oh, that'll be cool. So it was a really cool apartment right off Hollywood Boulevard, like right, like a block from Hollywood and La Brea, two blocks from uh, Grauman's, now Man's Chinese Theater. And it was a really cool mixed Hollywood neighborhood. I mean, like it was old, old Hollywood, but also like way before they started cleaning up the whole Hollywood area. So neighborhood was like cool, but a little bit sketchy, but super cheap, super huge apartment. The cool thing about it was that the landlord was really kind of a cool guy. He had bought the building in the late 70s and had actually lived in one of the units. It was also a building that was built in like 1927, I believe. Uh, Six units, old sort of Spanish adobe-looking style with a beautiful little courtyard. Sort of like old-school Melrose Place back in the day, if you ever remember those outdoor scenes. And he was telling me, the landlord was telling me, that up until really the late 70s, that whole street, Lanewood, had been filled with, had been filled with single family houses or smaller apartment buildings. And those were used, rented or purchased by people that worked in the industry because it was right off Hollywood Boulevard where all of the classical theaters were. Like, like I said, like Mann's, the Egyptian, and there were just like tons of theaters up and down Hollywood Boulevard. So I move in and... It's a very inexpensive place to live. It's like central to pretty much everywhere you want to be in central Los Angeles. And um, I never noticed anything off in the apartment for several years. The only thing that was going on is things would get lost all of the time. And the electricity was kind of sketchy. So like my keys would move all the time. My hairbrush would move all the time. And it would be kind of this thing where I'd look at the, you know, my roommate that would be there like, what, what's going on with my keys? And they were like, I don't know, what were you doing? With my keys And we're like, well, that's not, that's not going on. I'm not touching your keys. Where are my keys? But it was always to this level, you know, where, you know, I didn't feel like somebody was lying to him. I just thought it was like sort of, you know, not being thoughtful about taking care of things. And then I switched careers and I got into another aspect of entertainment i started working at a talent agency and then after several months of that i uh, became a assistant to a casting director and then an associate and then a casting director on a few of my own shows and that was over a period of like three and a half years Uh, by that time i had settled into you know not really transitional roommates but one long-term roommate who was a friend of mine from uh back east when i had just gotten out of college so my buddy moves out to la and he's moving in and immediately the things start happening with him like where are my keys where's this these things got moved around. I didn't leave this here. This is odd. Both of us left the apartment together Is somebody breaking in. It was weird. And the electrical stuff continued. And I even checked with neighbors. I was like, oh, yeah, the wiring must be really bad everywhere. And no other neighbors were having any problems with their wiring. This this thing started escalating. Noises at all times of day and night. Computers, electronics, turning themselves on all day, all night, middle of the night, the TV would turn itself on blaring or a fan would turn itself on or off. And again, I'm still thinking that it's something going on with the electrical. And I call my landlord. He's like, Oh, I'll get somebody else to check it. And it, you know, never gets fixed. So then my roommate, Tim, after a couple of months, when I got home, he was a little bit like white faced and he goes, uh, is this place haunted? And I said, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, it's, you know, kind of creepy and old, but it's not, I don't know. He goes, well, I just always feel that somebody is looking at me in the bathroom. And I thought that was odd. He said, particularly when I'm in the shower. So, you know, you kind of shrug it off. And then I started putting things together and like, oh, that happened and that happened. And then this next level of stuff started happening with like pops of light that would just sort of uh, appear. Like almost like a little tiny flash bulb, like an old time you know like an instamatic camera flash bulb, would go off um in the middle of a conversation. You'd be in one of the bedrooms or the living room, and this like little flash of light would happen so then I call my landlord, who has since moved to another city, and I said, "Bob, is this place haunted?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, didn't you know." I said no, I didn't know. He goes, oh yeah, it's a it's a ghost. She usually hangs out in the hallway or the bathroom. She's been around. She won't bother you. She's just um, you know, she's just there. And I was like, wow, okay. Nobody ever told me. So then I call my original roommate Joe, and he's moved away. And I was like, hey Joe, what's going on in this apartment? He goes, oh yeah, so this uh, I forgot to talk to you about it. But there, there's a presence there. I think it's a female. She hangs out sort of in the kitchen kitchen area sometimes but mainly in the bathroom I was like okay I wish people had kind of like let me know about one of the most interesting things about where I'm living and again things start to ramp up to where I'm being woken up in the middle of the night because I feel a hand on my shoulder and it's not violent it's not you know I'm not like being grabbed or anything but it's a very cool just a hand laid on my shoulder and it was quite startling though so i'm trying to figure out now like now am i just becoming more aware of it and i'm building it up in my head or things actually really ramping up and they really seem to be ramping up because more and more stuff was happening so i get home from work one day and tim says okay i got a great story to tell you and he had been dating this flight attendant uh, a guy from south america And the guy was on a layover for a few days in Los Angeles and he was over at our place. And Tim said, we got to the base of the stairs outside and he he immediately shuddered and said, wow, your apartment is really haunted. And Tim said, oh, yeah, we, we thought it was like something that sort of hangs around. He goes, oh, no, 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 this is. This is a major, major, major presence. So he gets really quiet and he walks up the steps and he goes into the apartment and he makes a beeline right for the hallway and into the bathroom. And he goes, it's a woman. It's an actress. Uh, She killed herself here. She spent a lot of time in the bathroom, but she killed herself. Uh, She cut her wrists and her throat right here over the sink. Uh, And she really... Is impatient with you guys. Um, she doesn't know she's dead, and she because she liked to shower a lot. She that's why she pays so much attention when you're in the shower. Tim goes, well, why would it be so recent? Like Scott's lived here for a long time, and he goes, well, is your roommate in the entertainment industry? He goes, yeah, he's a used to be a performer. Now he's a casting director, and the guy goes, oh, well, that's why his reality shifted, his identity shifted, and now he's someone that she sees as someone who could get her a job. And I know that sounds like crazy, but I mean, it, it is interesting that there was sort of this shift. As soon as my career shifted, things kind of moved into high gear. Then Tim ended up moving out into another unit. I was alone in the apartment, which was kind of cool. It was like the first time really having a place to myself in, in many, many years. Uh, but it ramped up even more than. I mean, and it would be just jerking awake at night because I could feel that hand or um, things being rattled, furniture being moved. Um, one time, a beautiful old metal fan, um, but very secure and kept in very uh, good condition. Just at like two in the morning, uh, all of the bolts that had been sort of rusted in place completely flew off and the metal fan blades were hitting the screws i mean this incredible cacophony in the middle of the night and i I thought i was going to have a heart attack so i went and talked to a friend of mine who has more expertise in it and she said you know you should talk to her and see if you can explain to her that she's not here anymore i mean that she's not alive anymore and that you're living there and you're willing to share the space if you want to or you can tell her to go so i did i like sat in the hallway one day like sat on the ground and um just started having this conversation and the weirdest thing happened. It really felt like the energy shifted in that moment in that I felt like I was having a conversation, like I was being listened to. And I just said, you know, I know that you lived here a long time. You lived here a long time ago, but I kind of need to get on with my life. And if you want to stay here, I completely understand that, but you can't be waking me up in the middle of the night and doing all this stuff. I'm going to acknowledge that you're here and I'll say hi. But, you know, can you cut it off in the middle of the night? And that made a huge difference. Um, You know, stuff stopped being moved around. I occasionally did still still see the pops of light. And especially the most memorable version of that was when another friend was over and we were sitting in my bedroom looking at, at some documents or something. And she said, oh, I don't believe in any of that crap. And right as she finished her sentence, a pop of light popped right in front of her face. And her response was really funny. She goes, oh, okay. Okay, so that happened. So anyway, that's one of my ghost stories. It's the one that um, was probably the most prominent that I've ever experienced. The building is no longer there. They tore it down and the beautiful old building next to it and built a super modern apartment building with subterranean parking. And I always think about that one little unit of space where my apartment was. And if she still is attached to anything there, because I mean, she could be in the middle of a storage room or she could be in the middle of a bedroom or somebody's kitchen. Um, But who knows? And I hope whoever she is um, that she found some peace. Okay. Thanks guys. Happy Halloween.
0: Wasn't that a good story?
3: Look. Listen, look and listen,
1: uh, as a fellow struggling actress who may or may not also be a ghost, um, I can relate deeply to trying to get people's attention. Attention. Uh, that is that something about not knowing that you're dead really freaks me out. That, I think, is the scariest part for me.
0: And that you have to get the attention of a casting... Oh,
1: yeah, good luck, like...
0: <laughs> associate, like... Yeah,
1: I love I love Dr. Scott, but, like... I
0: know. Casting
1: is so crazy.
0: I w- if I was a ghost, I would haunt him. I think, it'd be uh, fun. Yeah, I think it'd be fun too. His stories always make me laugh.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. There's something about like that sixth sense. I mean, spoiler, I guess it's been fucking 40 years for sure. Uh, there's something about that where it's like the ghost doesn't know they're gone. They've like passed on. And then they like have that moment of realization and Bruce Willis is like staring at yeah. sweet baby Haley Jawsman and been yeah. like, I'm actually the ghost too. Uh, that terrifies me. That actually scares me more than like, the unknown or like the nothingness or whatever you know what i mean yeah like oh you were just like it's functioning you don't know you're dead well
0: that is what saddened me yeah was the fact that like how she died and she still didn't know that she was dead she she really thought like uh-huh. oh i'm i'm gonna make these auditions i'm gonna make it big which is really sad because i mean when you think of hollywood especially during that time period right. Like this, I mean, it was so cutthroat and it still is, but it was so dire back then. Mm -hmm. And I mean, look what happened to the actress Peg and Twistle.
1: Totally. I mean, there's so many that you can even like, if you listen to our episode about like Judy Garland, if you listen to our episode about Marilyn Monroe, like Mm -hmm. women in particular, there's the SNL sketch where she's like the Kate McKinnon character oh, yeah. is like, on the panel of actresses and she's basically like a moving drug addicted prop. Yeah. And that's really not that far off. Like that's sort of the whole joke, but mm-hmm. like the way that women in particular were treated by the studio system. Horrible. They're really fucking dark.
0: Really, really dark. So
1: yeah, I'm not that surprised. Yeah. By that. <laughs> not that it's better now. Like it's still super problematic now, but, but,
0: but there was two dead entities in this whole story. Crazy. The apartment building. Like everything else, it's R.I.P. Yeah. We're going to tear you down so we could build more unaffordable yeah. houses, a Jamba Juice, and possibly a Whole Foods. Like you
1: yeah, it's interesting. I wonder, like, what...
0: What happens to that energy after Yeah, because like it that? doesn't go
1: away. Like, the building being gone isn't necess- Unless they're, like, anchored to it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that yeah. they will dissipate. Mm-hmm. it's like okay is there just like some very empty fancy apartment right now that this like woman is trapped in or I don't yeah know, it's weird. is she
0: maybe like attached to the land now mm. maybe she eventually moved on okay. after they torn torn everything down Ugh. yeah who knows that's really interesting to, to find out like what happens to that mm-hmm. consciousness and what happens to that energy if a structure like that is torn down i've heard like sometimes they move on or sometimes they just are stuck there. They just Ugh. still don't know what's happening.
1: That stresses me out.
0: Yeah, it really does. I
1: want to be stuck. Oh God.
0: Well, here is our next story. Yes. This one is called haunted park Rodeo. You
2: know, um, I have had some scary, situ- I've had, I've had one very kind of scary situation again at park Rodeo. Um, so part it's is part not here. Like, tell me a little bit. It's more. on the corner of Rodeo and Charleville. Um, and it was built in the twenties and it was, you know, Chuck Barris lived in the apartment before me. Now he was a game show host oh, and wow. famous CIA operative. Um, when I moved into I moved in right after he left and his there was like forty two phone lines. So anyway, it's a very history building, lots of celebrities, like old school, you know, long time old Hollywood. Um, so there's just a lot of drama that is instilled there. And I think that's why, I think that's why, you know, do you think it's haunted? Oh yeah. Parker Dale is haunted. Is it still standing? Yes. Wow. I guess we're going to have to interview that place guys. Yeah. Do
0: you happen to know anyone that lives there by any chance? Not no?
2: any, um, not anymore. I mean, like I said, it's across from William Morris, so there's usually mm. somebody staying there. You know, um, when I lived there, Kiefer Sutherland lived upstairs from me. Oh my you know? goodness! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that that that's it for another podcast or whatever <laughs> video, that, that I've told. But no, I think because it was so. It was built by Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart, so then that, that kind of led to a lot of their friends being part of being there. Yeah. And then just that time was just, you know, a lot of drinking and partying. There's and a lot of affairs things there. And a yeah. lot of things going on. And um another neighbor there, Fabs, there's a um Two studio apartments. One's very small. That was like the butler's apartment, you know, Mm -hmm. the building like back in the day. Right. Um, And then a bigger studio. And she had, she invited me over. She was like, come listen, darling. Let Let me show you. Let me show you, darling. And so I sat there and at like 3.32 every day, and I think I have the time right, you would hear, there's wood floors and you would hear footsteps go across the floor. Wow. Like every day at the same hour. Um, that's where I had the person come up behind me so much so that I put out raisins and I was like, stop scaring me, like spell it. I'll help you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, and then another time I had, I was laying in my bed and I could see down a hallway to my front, kind of to my front door from my bed and I couldn't move. I had, it felt pressure on my heart Mm -hmm. and I saw a figure walking down the hallway And then um, it kind of disappeared, and then somebody sat at the end of my bed. I still couldn't sit up, but I could, like, look like this because I was laying on my back. Um, Next to me, somebody said, why can't you just? And then that went away, and then the pressure let up, and I started having pins and needles. Mm -hmm. And, like, I got three dots of light in a triangle, like a laser beam, like one, two, three. And oh, then wow. I sat straight up in bed and was like, <gasps> "Never no, done. And I, I called David, I called it because David lived next door. And he, you know, he, he's very in tune with the paranormal and all of these things. So I was, he lived in the build, not in my building, but in the building next door. And I was like, you have to come over, like bring every white candle you have. <laughs> I didn't sleep for like three days, you know, I had every light on in the house. Like it really shook me. Like it really freaked me out.
0: Um, and that's kind of my two, my two big experiences.
1: Like, look, I just don't want to be woken up. They just let me sleep. Can I just, uh, no, no. I know.
0: I know. Oh. I'm of an age where sleep is so important Girl, to me. Same. I mean, like my husband, if you mess with my sleep. hmm We're going to be throwing, we're going to be throwing hands.
1: Yeah. I think I've said it before. So this is not new information, but during like a nap, (laughs) like if you want to like cuddle and be cute during like a nap, that's fine. Because like, I don't really take naps anyway. So I'll probably just like lay there and like kind of doze off. I mean, I can, I can sleep anywhere at any time. Uh, it is a gift and a curse, but, uh, when it's like time to go to bed, I could easily do like 50s era television, separate beds or like even separate (laughs) rooms or like you stay at your place. Because like when it is time to sleep, do not touch me. Do not cuddle me. Do not look at me like absolutely not. And that goes doubly for ghosts. Like, no, I'm sleeping. (laughs) No three dot lasers in my eye. Like, no holding me down and paralyzing me. No telling me what I need. No. You, why can't you just? Why can't you just leave me alone to go to sleep? Yeah. Bless. God why can't bless we them. just
0: be haunted by an ASMR ghost? Truly. Seriously. I or feel like, like, like
1: a twelve in the afternoon Starbucks delivery ghost. Ooh, like that's fine. That's
0: perfect. Like
1: you want to come during the daylight?
0: I feel like there's gonna be a next level of hauntings eventually. Oh, yeah. Like there's gonna be little min- millennial ghosts. Yeah. And then we're gonna be like smelling coffee. Yeah. Getting like my. I woke up and my hair was in a messy bun. All of a sudden.
1: They just like whisper like, "Which Harry Potter house are you?" I'm like, oh, my God,
0: I'm haunted.
1: Yeah. yeah, 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 100%. It'll be me. Surprise.
2: Right.
1: Gotcha.
3: Uh-huh. Hufflepuff. Yeah, right.
1: No, yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, that is um, also uh, how cute and sweet. Like, bring all your white candles. That is such a fun. I am
0: going to throw some raisin nuts and you spell it for me. Yeah, that's
1: actually pretty clever to, like, at least give them an outlet right. of, like, I mean, I think ultimately that is sort of what, like, paranormal investigating boils down to is, like, so it's so funny. I was actually just talking to my sister about this, and she's like, she has a friend who's very into the paranormal, and so she, they were like talking about it at her work. And she's like, I've been listening to your podcast, so I was just like, just in case there's anyone here, like you may not follow me home, like I, cause she, her. Her boyfriend is a firefighter, so he works like 24 oh, man. hour shifts every three days. So she's like home alone <laughs> and they have a dog. But like, you know, it's scary as a woman living yeah. by yourself. At oh, times. No, I
0: understand. I get it. Yeah, yeah, of course.
1: And so she was just like, n- I'm already scared when I'm home alone. So like nothing can come home with no. me. Like you are not welcome. Like I wish you well, but like you may not attach yourself to me. Like good for you, girl. <laughs> um, but it is funny that there's just this like unspoken like okay i think it's just difficult i think it's difficult to communicate from the other side and if you can give them a vessel or a pathway i.e the raisinettes that Mm -hmm. like makes it easier you probably will have an easier time communicating because it's so much energy to like communicate with us right and i don't think people always fully understand it's like yeah they're not trying to be scary 99 percent of the time like Of course, we've heard stories on this podcast. Yes, these are like insidious spirits who are doing something like hurtful that of course exists. But like most of the time, it's just someone who's like trying, like we were saying in the last one, like trying to find... Their item, or like trying to communicate, or trying mm-hmm. to figure out where yeah. they are, or like trying to connect, and it's difficult. So, if you can give them, like, I think it's very clever, like, here, spell it with raisins, like, it's so funny, <laughs> put it in a raisin
0: while you were talking. Um, no. and of course, everybody was getting the text, like, they heard that the little text notification mm-hmm. that's Zachariah the witch. Oh my god, I just texted him a Hi. while ago, and he responded with, um, he was just on a uh YouTube channel investigating with this. With H3. Obsessed. So guys, go check it out. And also, I texted him back, like, we need to get you on the podcast. To which he replied while you were talking, yes, please. So we're going to get him on here, I think, within the next week or two. Yeah. But he... Is gonna sit down with us and talk about this investigation with H three and also his investigation at the Cecil Hotel.
1: Oh, uh, oof. Oof, yeah. the Cecil.
0: Yeah, the Cecil. <laughs> oof, oof.
1: I love that guy. He's the best.
0: <laughs> he really is so important, that little dis- uh that little disruption. But that was our friend and we had to yeah, like
1: breaking news.
0: So no, give you that <laughs> breaking news. But yeah, she is a friend. Um this, uh, this girl is a friend of David Omen, mm-hmm. who is also a friend of our podcast yeah, and this was recorded, I want to say several years ago, almost like kind of like on the cusp of the pandemic yeah. and she was staying with David. So David was like, you need to talk to her because he... she's
1: staying at his house Oh, at
0: his house. Crazy. Yeah. And guess where, what level the third, the third one. Crazy. And she said, yeah, you kind of get a feeling like mm-hmm. someone is standing behind you or you're being watched, mm-hmm. but you just kind of like just go about your day and ignore yeah. it. I, I think mean, they're just so used to us, so they don't care.
1: That was sort of my experience there, too. Is right. like, I was very aware that we were being observed. I had that feeling. Right. But it is it's very like Tiger at the zoo. It's not like malicious or even like interactive I that know. much. Yeah. The house itself is quite active, but yeah. like I didn't feel like anything touching Dangerous, me or near right. me. Yeah. Their activity was through the house around me. And I think there is a fine delineation of that. So I could imagine like yeah. someone who's living there just like, Hey, I'm just trying to like live my life. And yes. they would probably respect that. Mm-hmm. Could it, never be me. <laughs> <Can you laughs> no, ma'am. Imagine? First of all, I hate stairs level three. No, no. I'm so sorry. No, <laughs> I'm no, sorry. no,
0: no. Okay. Would you walk or would you float up?
1: If I was a ghost, yeah. I would never walk anywhere under any <laughs> yeah. circumstances as a ghost. Let me be very, very clear: these legs will never touch the ground. Uh, even now, I hate, I hate stairs in all directions. So, yeah,
4: know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, we saved the best yes. story. Well, they're all great. They and this one was really, this one was really good because oh, I think you're going to get a kick out of it. Oh god. Um, so this one is from a coworker of mine who. Um, lives in a condo in the hollywood hills oh wow and her cat was haunted
1: cats (laughs) y'all
0: what how she talks about her her beautiful cat is so hilarious but um but then eventually like we remembered from Mm. the documentary not too long ago um don't fuck with cats Mm -hmm. you just certainly don't fuck with people's cats here we go so here is andreas story.
4: My name is Andrea, and this is my Hollywood ghost story. So I live in the base of the Hollywood Hills, um, sort of near the Hollywood Bowl, that area, and the neighborhood that I live next to is a very, um, was a very famous Hollywood neighborhood called Whitley Heights. And um, W.C. Fields and Cary Grant and uh, people from that area all lived up there. So I wasn't too surprised when... Things started happening, um, so one night I was sleeping, and I started to wake myself up because I felt like and, and, and I might have thought I was dreaming this, but I felt like there was a presence in the room and it it felt a little scary to me, and I sort of forced my eyes open and I thought I saw like a or sensed kind of um, a fuzzy male it felt the energy felt male to me um, standing between my bed and my bedroom window and right by my bedroom window is my cat's little sling bed where she sleeps and so I felt like there was a male presence there and it scared me and so I, I really forced myself awake shook my head something like that and there was nothing there so I figured okay nightmare went back to sleep and about Maybe two days later, um, this was during the pandemic, so I was still teaching at home, and I was sitting in the living room of my condo, and my cat was in her little sling bed at that window in the bedroom. And all of a sudden, she comes running through the living room, and and she's looking back. She's looking back at the bedroom like something's chasing her. And she runs to the windows that are right by the front door. And she's clawing at them trying to get out. And she's making little whimpering noises. And I'm saying, Mina, Mina, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she runs into the kitchen. And she knows how to open the laundry closet because it's a shutter door. And she pulls open the laundry closet. And she runs behind the washer and will not come out. And I should say, it's very important to know that my cat is not afraid of anything. My cat does not spook easily. If you step on her tail, if you accidentally bump into her, she's upset for exactly two seconds and she's over it. The street sweeping truck scares her. She's over it for, you know, in three seconds. And when she was a kitten, her tail caught on fire, which is a whole separate story. And she was over it (laughs) with... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she that's a whole other story she was fine it didn't actually it just singed her fur she's a long-haired cat um she was over it in about 20 seconds and so her resiliency is impressive to me and it's and it's um important to note in the story so nothing scares her i go back into the bedroom i look in her sling bed i'm thinking something must have bit her a spider a bee something there's nothing there i comb all through the little fur that lines it there's nothing there I look out the window. Was there an animal that scared her? Raccoon, coyote, nothing. She still won't come out from behind the washing machine. I put treats out, I coax her, she will not come out. Hours go by. She would tiptoe out from behind the washer. She'd take a couple steps. She'd look down the hallway, something would scare her again and she'd dart back behind the washer. And this went on for hours. It took about four hours until she would finally make her way into the living room. Now, her litter box is in my ba- is in my the master bedroom's bathroom, so I was worried she wasn't going to go use it. She would kind of slither along through the living room, go around the corner, hug the wall, use her litter box, and then come back out and she would kind of hurry back out. Mm-hmm. Um, By the end of the day, and I was trying to teach classes online and the whole thing. By the end of the day, she came out of the laundry closet. She would hang out in the living room, but she would not go in that bedroom unless she absolutely had to use the bathroom. And even that night, she she kind of crouched on the ottoman for the couch. She was really on alert. And she stayed out there the whole night. She would not come back in the bedroom. Wow. And I had never seen her do that. Never at all because she's a pretty brave cat. She's an extremely brave, cat. but this is something you've never seen her mm-mm, do mm-mm, while mm-mm. living there with her. I called the vet. I was like something what, you know. And they're like, "Oh, cats get scared." I was like, "Yes, but not this one." Mm-hmm. I've owned other cats in my life. Yes, they get scared of things. Not this one. She will go right up to the vacuum cleaner. She does not care. <laughs> she does not care. Um so I was this was completely out of the ordinary behavior. For her. Um, I have a friend who is a professional psychic and I called her. and She knows my cat and she said, uh, close the curtains in your room. Just close them. Um, I said, okay. So I closed the curtains in the room, but Mina still wasn't really, really going in there. And so about <sighs> Took a couple days and she started going back into the bedroom a little more and I started coaxing her and petting her and she but she still wouldn't get in that bed in that little sling bed and then I don't know how long after it was it might have been a couple weeks it might have been a month but I had a session with um, a spiritual teacher that I, I've been working with for years and years and years and this person is also is clairvoyant this person is a medium uh, this person is well in touch with things on the other side, if you will. And I just outright said, I said, do I have a ghost? And he said, yeah, you do. I said, okay. I said, uh, are we talking poltergeist here or is it? He said, no, nothing like that. He said, "It's a, he's a little mischievous. It is a male energy or in the physical realm, it was male. Um, I said, is it someone who lived here? and he said no he said but someone who lived in the geographical area he said he's just sort of passing through but didn't live in your specific building or land plot and i said um i said so okay so he's just mischievous it's just mischievous he said yeah there's a there's a curiosity there. There was a little bit of curiosity with you, but he said, and this is what this is what stopped me. He said, but he was messing with the cat, and I hadn't oh mentioned the cat yet. And I, and that, and then I became really upset because I'm like, okay, human or vibrational entity, you don't mess with my cat. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, yeah, he was kind of curious, but he was very curious about the cat. Um, I said, so that's what spooked. That's what spooked her. He said, yeah. I said, what do I do? And then he said, well, like in the physical realm, in the physical realm, you set a restraining order. You set a physical boundary. You cannot come within six feet of me, right? He said, so for this, you need to set an energetic boundary. He Mm -hmm. said, by going into the space and declaring that no energies are to come into this space unless invited. And that this energy does not belong here. You know where you need to go. It is not here um, and set that boundary. So I was like, okay. So that night, I went into the bedroom. I went I stood right in the spot where I saw felt it that one night before before my cat got spooked, and I stood there. And I took a couple breaths, and then I very strongly, firmly said that no energies are allowed in this space unless invited, and that that specific energy who had been here was not to come here anymore, and was never to touch my cat. And so I did that, and it never happened again, and she, you know, got over it, and she was all back to normal. But um, but I will not be convinced that it was a that it was a bug or that it was a nightmare, even mm-hmm. because she was, I have never seen her like that ever. Um, and I do believe that cats have one paw on the other side, and they can sense things that we cannot sense um, with our, our limited awareness. So that's. That's my belief, and that's my story.
0: Beat down. I would.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Can you cut a ghost? Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you cut a ghost? You if your chanclas
1: are sharp enough, you can. I definitely would cut fucking sharpen yeah. my shankle. <laughs> I would get my faha. Yeah. Oh my
0: god. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I would. I would I would figure yeah. out ways to get rid of one like
1: animal. in a violent
0: way if you fuck with my animal.
1: Yeah, it's pretty on site. You know, uh, to her point at the end, I think it's actually what I was thinking about the most during that story is Aww. cats. Let's just talk like pure physiological aspect or biology. Absolutely, if you will. cats have more cones like conical eye receptors in their eyes than we as humans do. So like on a very physiological, biological level, cats mm-hmm. can see further on the spectrum of light than we can. And I think that's a lot of why, you know, they can see in the dark and they can see varying shades of ultraviolet and all of these things that like we cannot see without the help of machinery. Mm-hmm. And so in general, I think when she says that like cats have one foot on the other side, I deeply agree with that sentiment. Yeah. Not because I necessarily mystically understand that. I don't. Uh, but there is a spirituality about cats. And I think part of that is because they are seeing more of the world than we are physically able to see without oh, assistance. Absolutely. So it is when she was saying that, that's like all I could think about. I was like, yeah, if a cat or like a dog fixates on something. Yeah. I believe that it's there. Like I trust an animal's Mm -hmm. instincts, even my stupid dog who I love to death, (laughs) but like, he's so stupid. God love him. He has no survival instincts whatsoever. And yet there are times where he like fixates on things and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know like what this is about, Mm -hmm. but it's a no from me because like, I know they can't deceive, you know what I mean? Like that's not in their nature. Like they don't have that kind of cognizance necessarily. Um, but, yeah, to the other point, like, if anyone fucks with my dog, it's on site. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. But how crazy is it, like, too, when we were, like, listening to her story, you know, for something like that mm-hmm. to come in to your space and mess not just with you, but your your animals. Yeah.
1: And in such a way that it's like, okay, <laughs> you're not just, like, messing with, right? Because I'm like... I'm quote unquote mess with animals. I'm like, Oh, ying, 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 ying,
0: ying, ying. yeah.
1: And like squishing their little cheekies yeah, and like their, and their little feces like, Yeah. But like, I've never done anything that would like scare, scare you an know? animal or yeah. hurt an animal. So it's like, yeah. Is he like curious and like messing with the cat? sure but mm-hmm. for a cat who's like so unfazed like she was saying to then be like afraid yeah that's more than just messing that's fucking and, and do she not she's so in
0: tune with her cat too because she's mm-hmm. like no something's wrong with it like this is not just like an insect bite or a nightmare like some mm-hmm. something happened and i'm gonna get to the bottom of it yeah and it was something spiritual so, um, what Mm-mm. I enjoyed about her story, especially, Dr. Scott's stories, like boundaries.
1: Yeah. You gotta, you gotta.
0: A spiritual restraining order. I think that was I such that. a good, yes. that is a good thing that I think I'm going to use that. It's like, you got to create, you're going to have to send out a spiritual restraining order. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to be a hundred feet away from me. Truly.
1: But that's the thing is, like, we have to set boundaries in our lives. We do. In Absolutely. Every like, in
0: every sense of the word. Yeah. Truly in, our spaces, in our workspaces, in our home spaces, yes. in our spiritual spaces, we have to create those boundaries. Yeah. And I know people are probably in the belief, like, well, you know, there's certain things that can, like, attract a ghost to your house. Like, mm-hmm. there was this one trend on TikTok, like, if you leave a welcome mat outside, it's like inviting a ghost. I'm like, yeah. well, I've had plenty of those and I haven't had anything. Right. You know,
1: isn't that a vampire?
0: Is it? I know.
1: Isn't that vampires that need to be welcomed in? Get it, get it straight. TikTok. Uh, yeah, look in general, not to be on a leftist rant, but here we are. Gotcha. You thought I wasn't going to do one, but here we are. This is the trick. You ask for trick or treat and get a trick. Uh, It does not benefit capitalism for us to have boundaries in any aspect of our lives. So we are taught from a very young age, truly, though. But it's why it's so difficult to set boundaries at work. You're taught in school. You wake up at 4 AM. You go to school Mm at 6 AM. You work for eight hours. Then you have to do extra work for free when you get home. And then you do it all again, five days a week. Like that is ingrained. That is not education that is training you to be a drone in a capitalist society where you do not have free time. And there's a Bo Barnum quote, uh, when he was promoting eighth grade, which if you've not seen it, it's a beautiful, incredible movie. Uh, and very important. I think it taught, it's really dealing with the way that social media like infects our lives from a very young age. And like, look, we're on social media too. Like yeah. most of you follow us on social media.
0: But we didn't grow up with it. You it know? is different yeah, for it's sure. it's really different compared I to the generation. I remember like, generation. waiting for my like
1: college email so that I could like be invited into Facebook as like a 19 year old. You know what I mean? Like it's different. <laughs> yeah. It is different. There's like five year olds with TikToks now. Yeah. Um, and so you know they are the social media. The last frontier is our free time. Is sort of what Bob Burnham is talking yeah. about. And they want every second, every molecule of your free time to be on their apps. And like I'm as guilty as anybody. As soon as I go to bed, I'm like TikTok scroll. <laughs> so I'm not, you know, I'm not saying like don't do those things. I do them as well. The reason I'm, I'm saying all this is that it's so important because we're so taught, we're so trained, and it's so ingrained in us to have no boundaries. Mm-hmm. And that is a a recipe for disaster in your interpersonal relationships, in your business relationships, in your job, mm-hmm. when you're not setting boundaries, the only thing that that benefits is the person above you making money off of you. And I think right. the same thing is true of spirituality. When you do not have boundaries in your spiritual life, who is that benefiting? Not you. It's the energies around you that are leeching off of you or fucking with your cat in this instance. Like right. You have to have boundaries for yourself and for like the things that you protect around you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Leftist rant over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sure
1: there's more. Don't worry. The
0: dog barking yeah, in the background the, has boundaries.
1: The dogs agree with I me. Know. See? They're
0: barking right
2: now.
0: are <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I hear you. I yeah, hear you. get him. Yeah. That's what I was wondering, too. I'm wondering if, like, because we have that mindset, if, mm. if it lends to the fact that it creates us to be very vulnerable with the spiritual world. Well, I think it definitely does. Yeah. Like, I think that's a really good insight. It's like, that's what we were kind of in. Like grew up with, mm-hmm.
1: That's cool. f- especially women. I think you know to speak on the outside,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: all the women that I know, this idea of like tending and befriending as opposed to like saying no because of mm-hmm. the fear of being hurt or attacked or assaulted or stalked or whatever. So you like get catcalled, for example, or like hit on or whatever, and you're just like, oh, thanks. Like, <laughs> like, mm. Right. The tend and befriend mentality, and I think there is an element of like it is much more difficult for women to set strong boundaries in a patriarchal society because they are taught that they are not allowed to do that through like the violent actions of horrible men. And so, again, to translate that into a spiritual entity, it's like they are there and you get to set the rules. Like if you do not want them there for any reason, like you get to set the boundary. It doesn't matter if they're like a good benevolent or bad malicious spirit. It doesn't matter. It's Mm -hmm. still your life in your house.
0: Yes, I agree. Uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Rent done. No, I'm, I'm just getting started.
1: I'm <laughs> just gearing up.
0: Well, you're here first, guys. Spiritual restraining order. Truly, Seriously. We need them. We, uh, true. You got to find your voice. You got to find your limits and you have to stand your ground. Truly. I 100%, and I think I carry that mentality you with me. You do so well. When I go to investigations, I always get asked, You're not scared. You're dealing with something that you can't, you don't understand. I'm mm-hmm. like, You know what I understand? I understand my freaking boundaries, totally. is what I freaking understand. Totally. And yes, I've had people tell me, Oh, you have things outside. I'm like, Yeah, because I have a husband and a dog here that I want to protect mm-hmm. and I want to make sure that whatever, you know, ends up trying to like come home with me, they say they say the hell outside. Right. They do. Yeah. Mhm. Well,
1: that's the thing is like, look, obviously you can participate in the craft if you will. Yeah. You just have to have boundaries and like exactly. there is a fine yes, there is a fine balance between like being open and exploring and wanting to learn and not opening yourself up beyond what you're comfortable with. Like I get that. I think I err too far on the other side where I'm like closed off. I'm like, no, I don't want to deal with this. So like, (laughs) absolutely, I think I'm like a little bit of the ghost cooler. You
0: were kind of like that at David. Yeah. I'm just like,
1: I see what's happening and like,
0: and we're not doing this. I don't
1: really want to participate in that. Like no, meh. no okay but you know it is a fine line everyone has to find where they are like comfortable with it in that scenario and you're so good at like i'm open i'm questioning i'm learning but you cannot come into my home yeah
0: exactly <laughs> exactly but oops oh, me is like yeah, yeah. oh my sorry my poor boxer has Aww, the worst baby. allergies Oh, we've, we've tried everything oh, we sleepy. tried. It. She's on hydroxyzine. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. And it's helped somewhat with her uh, mucus, but Aww. she still has a little coffee cough. So sorry, guys. <laughs> we're so desensitized all, to all these like noises she I makes know, now. And yeah. we're like, now it's Mia. But yeah, I think we, you know what? We created a little. Restraining order for our listeners mm-hmm. to use. Yes. No me toques. Truly. No me toques. They'll get it. In every They'll sense know. of the word, do not touch me. And
1: that's the thing is like, obviously, the word Hollywood is ingrained in our names, but there is sort of a like Hollywoodization mm-hmm. of what paranormal spirits are. And I was telling this to my sister uh, recently. And, you know, I was just saying, very, very rarely are you encountering like a malicious devil. You know what I mean? Like all those things that like the uh, the female or the, the, what's that? The female exorcist, the nun exorcist, that movie that's coming out. It looks incredible. She's such a good actor. Um, but like, it's a very glamorized version. Like that's most of the time not going to be the case. And look, obviously people (laughs) have different stories. Like we've all heard like the horror stories are like, no, it was malicious. It was like, a presence that I could not get rid of. But like most of the time, your firm boundary will be enough. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And if it's not,
1: then like, yeah, of course, escalate to continue to protect, protect yourself. But I just think in general, like it's not a Hollywood movie. They will respect your boundaries for the most part. Yeah, or I, will I feel them. like some
0: people really want to live in that Hollywood movie. They they want to be <laughs> levitated. They want to be thrown against the wall, and it's like, well, let's just say if you fuck with the universe, it's gonna fuck with you Truly. back.
1: Everything FYI, opposite reaction. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, guys, we're gonna we're gonna come to a close right now. We are you love holly weird paranormal please head on over to apple Podcasts Mm -hmm. and leave Mm -hmm. us a five-star rating and please help write a review for us it really Mm -hmm. does help us out it helps us indie podcasters become a little more visible if you want to stalk us some more and learn a little more about myself and bryce in the podcast head Mm -hmm. on over to Paranormal.com, travel and venture through our merch store and listen to past episodes and seasons and also you can click on the patreon link through our website Mm -hmm. so if you go to patreon.com forward slash highly weird paranormal for as little as one dollar or more per month you'll be a highly weird patreon member you'll support the podcast you'll be gifted in little gifts such as pins uh stickers magnets and coasters and a thank you card and of course a shout out and speaking of shout outs we have We have quite a few. Oh my God. Yes. So a shout out. These little
1: trick or treaters.
0: (laughs) So a shout out to Joanna. Mm. A shout out to Ale. Mm. Thank you, Emma, Mm. Mariah, and Micah. Oh my God. That's so sweet. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. I know. Thank you guys so much for signing up to be a Patreon. That's so sweet. You can sign up to be a Patreon for a month or two Mm. or however longer you want to be supporting the podcast. I mean, A little does go a long way it really Really does does help we do appreciate every cent thank Mm -hmm. you guys so much you'll also be inducted into our secret podcast society of saturday night ghost club so if you binge through all of our episodes you can actually binge through the episodes of saturday night ghost club where we collect real ghost stories from people off the streets Mm -hmm. And trust me, there are some pretty crazy tales. Everybody has. Everyone's got one. Everyone has a ghost story. So those are really good to binge, especially on Halloween. So thank you guys so much for your support. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hoped you enjoyed this episode as much as us. Um, We also wanted to give a couple more shout outs. Mm First off, a big shout out Crazy. to Gorwin Brothers yes, for providing oh us with their new cryptid collection hats.
1: They're so cute. I said to this I said this to Tammy, I'm not a huge hat right. girl. Like your girl has a moonhead, Like it's big Hats <laughs> don't fit But these are fucking
0: They're comfortable cute. They're
1: so cute They're perfect fit Right dope as hell I love them
0: I'm not like Big into the trucker hats But I no, love these No these are not like
1: that These are such a vibe
0: Yeah like they didn't look good on Charlie But they look great on me He was like no Put like Keep them on like, says, you it know, I was like Sorry
1: these are for me Sorry
0: my <laughs> own mine <laughs> I know And I'm like Kind of like hit or mish with With hats same. Because of my hair so thick I, girl, I always same. find like the worst hat to make me look great or can fit on my big ass head. Look, it's and a trade off.
1: I can wear any size sunglasses that I want. <laughs> yeah. So it is a trade off, but these are, they're clutch. really great. They're so so there's a
0: Jackrabbit. They have the Jersey devil, mm-hmm. Nessie or Loch Ness, mm-hmm. Bigfoot, Chupacabra. And what else? The Jackrabbit. Bigfoot, I think
1: was one. Yeah.
0: So they're, they're, they're so, so cool. cool. We're going to be posting more pictures of them yes. online. Another big shout out to McDonald's. <laughs>
1: The, the one and only. Let me tell you about they, their fries, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> they sent
0: us a huge. They sent us a huge care package so of sweet. all of the new Halloween pails, and they're amazing. They're so, they stuck with the old school versions. it's,
1: so, it's like right the, out of nostalgia. Yeah,
0: McGhost, the McWitch, yeah. and the McBoo, and then of course we had the shirts, the patches, and the camera. So
1: cute. Yeah. I'm dying.
0: <laughs> and it's it's just it's so amazing. Thank you to McDonald's Thank for so sending much, us this. Yeah this amazing care package. And then, of course, we cannot forget about La Colombe. Yeah, La Colombe coffee.
1: So nice and sweet of them like i you know i love all coffee i know we
0: love coffee this brand
1: is so good
0: it is so good and they have a roast called rest in peace with a skeletal is that is that a ben franklin it's a benjamin franklin
1: skeleton (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: and then they have another awesome roast called all dark i love a good dark roast yes so good yeah really delicious really great coffee. Go check them out. Go follow Mm. them. And yeah, I think that's it.
1: Love shout outs.
0: I love shout outs. (laughs) So we love little gifts. (laughs) All right, guys, take care. We hope you have a wonderful Halloween. We hope that you have a safe Halloween. And please be sure to check your candy, of course. Always. Always. Bryce, you have anything you want to say? Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys.